Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. A listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He's Hi, Triple M NRL fans, Adam Peacock here. And today we have a special episode of the Listener Podcast Footy Talk for you. We've got NRL journos Michael Chamis and Brent Reed covering everything that's happening right now from player movement. Uh, Will Tavita Pangai Jr. play for the Broncos this season. What's going on with David Norfoluma at the West Tigers? Um, how much these two hate each other and love each other. And also we've got our crystal ball for 2024. We're going to look inside it and they're going to give us wrong answers only probably. And if you like it, just search Footy Talk League wherever you get your podcasts. We have four shows a week during the NRL season featuring some of the biggest names in the game. Hope you enjoy. Reedy, Chammy, great to see you both in the same room together. Again. Well, not last week. I was oh, I you talking about us being in the but same you room two, together. You mean you? You two. I want to witness well. the love and the hate that you have for each other. I got a few people messaging me last week saying, "Do you and Brent Reed hate each other?" I was did one you of really? Them. Yeah. Oh, I was you one, were one, of them. I was yeah, one of them. Yeah, we yeah, did get we did get pretty heated about we the Ben Hunt discussion. Back. We do mm. go a long way yeah. back. Yeah, we we love each other. Yeah. Except for about the three week period during Origin Camp in two thousand and seven. Let's not go back over that story, mate. It's been told too many times, and it was boring the first time we told it. Anyway. Reddy, you're still on holidays. Oh, yeah, we've got one so week to go. You're reading from afar. Yeah, we're uh, reading Chammy's fine work. Chammy's just carving up. Here's the thing about Chammy, though. You can't tell when he's on holidays because when he went on holidays, he was just punching out a yard a week. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I hope you invoice for those. But a bit happening. A, a bit, bit happening. happening. A bit happening. And yeah, no surprise, a bit happening in Tiger Town. <laughs> I love Tiger Town. This, <laughs> again, it's like we, let's see how many times Footy Talk 2024, Geno's edition, the West Tigers make the rundown. We're well, two for two because they're feeling, leading it today. I have a feeling we're going to miss Tiger Town because things will turn. I think things are yeah. going to turn in the next 18 months there and we're just going to miss talking about the the drama at, at the West Tigers. Well, there has been some this week again. So David Norfoluma has gone from the club. That's yeah. what the Tigers wanted. That's what has been bubbling away. He gets a payout, does he, Chammy? What's the background to this story? Yeah, look, I wrote the story yesterday morning that he had been handed a show cause notice, termination letter that he was – been hit with a second breach in a month and he was offered a $300,000 payout to leave the club immediately. Or he had the option of then going to front the, the West Tigers board on Wednesday night. And he'd been in touch with the RLPA. He'd sought legal advice. He was going to bring the RLPA solicitor into the board meeting. But the advice to him from the people close to him was that you, you should take the 300K and you should walk away. Now- But how does the contract work? Sorry to butt in before we get to the, the nuts and bolts of this in particular- He's signed a contract where he's entitled to a certain amount of money over a certain period of time. He is. But that's been cut short and the money's been – it's a long way off what he would have been due to pay. But because he's got those breach notices, what is it, three and you're out or three, two and you're out? Well, three, 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 three but three I think there's a little bit of discretion there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he already had three, David okay. Nofaluma. He's had a little bit of a checkered history. He's owed a million dollars or roughly because he's been paid a little bit already. He's owed a million dollars over two years still on his contract and walked away with 300. Now, why I say – the people close to him advised him to take that money is because of those indiscretions. And I think that the West Tigers had grounds to sack him. I think the West Tigers decided that they weren't going to throw him to the wolves because 
I read a lot of comments from Tigers fans yesterday, and, and a lot of them were harsh around David Nofaluma. I know he hasn't played well over the last couple of years, and I know he hasn't been good around that environment in terms of culture and the way he's handled himself, but he's in a pretty dark place. And for what he's given to that club, he was very, very passionate about that club once upon a time. He's the greatest try scorer in the club's history. I think people have got to tread carefully around the way they talk about David Nofaluma because... He needs. He needed to go. I'm not going to argue with that. Benji Marshall needed to draw a line in the sand and say, "This is the standard that we're going to set." Like the fact that he missed the team bus last year for that round 27 game against Manly, didn't make it on the team bus, didn't make it to the game, and forced them into a reshuffle at the 11th hour and bringing Talon de Silva onto the bench and shuffling us uh, Asu Kapoa into the centres, they got flogged that game. Mm. And that is not the culture you want to drive at your club. Turning up to preseason unfit coming last in time trials, missing training, which he was breached for, coming late to training. And then last week, calling the club saying, I'm feeling sick, I have gastro. And then no one from the club hears from you for 48 hours after that, two and a half days after that, which then results in Benji Marshall and others at the club raising concerns for his welfare. Adam Dewey ending up at his house to make sure he's okay, finally getting into his house. The club rocking up, Matt Betsy, the general manager, and I think Billy Calloway, the football manager there, ending up at his house. It's a sad situation. I don't think they owed him a cent, but they wanted to look after him. Reedy, where's the line? We'll look at it from a journo's perspective. Where's the line here when this is happening and Chammy's laid out what he can about Norfolk and I get the feeling there's a bit there's more, more to, to it, it yeah. that you can't actually say because it, it crosses some kind of line where you're, you're divulging information about someone's issues in life, yeah. which we all have. Well, and, if, you, if you know a player's got some – dealing with some issues, then – you're right, there's a line you can't go beyond. I think if there's a mental health issue here with David Nofaluma, you've got to tread really carefully. But it feels like this has been a long time coming for me. I mean, this goes back beyond Benji. This was mm. this was a Tim Sheen's problem. It was a Michael Maguire problem with David Nofaluma. And, you know, you can only give a guy, even if a guy's dealing with issues off the field, you can only give him so many chances. At yeah. some point, you've got to pull the trigger, per se. Uh, and they've had to do that because I think David has been given chances to show that um, his contract should be fulfilled or he's going to honour his contract and honour it in the right way and he hasn't taken those chances and there might be extenuating circumstances to that but a footy club only has an obligation to go so far and they've given, as Mick said, maybe they didn't have to give him the $300,000 payout. They've given him that mm. to leave but I'll tell you what, it, it leaves them in a great position because they've got a guy out of the club who was giving them headaches yep. and they've also freed up $700,000 over the next two years which leaves them in a really good position salary cap wise. Purely you know, football wise, yeah. Purely from a football perspective where they've signed Jerome Luai obviously for next year. They've now got another $500,000 potentially or if they spread that over two years the $300,000 they've got another $350,000 to go and target someone else. So they're in a really good position the Tigers and that's removed a real headache uh, for Benji and that footy club that's, that's sort of hung over them in the preseason. It's interesting though that the whole duty of care, like I'm a big advocate for personal responsibility. Like yeah. we'll get to the Brisbane Broncos situation of a couple of players, will they or won't they be able to get into to the United States? Well, I'll go back to the root of the problem. Maybe don't get in trouble with the cops in the first place. Mm, yeah. You might not have a problem. But personal responsibility comes into it to a point. But rugby league clubs, the last thing a, a, a club like the West Tigers – or whatever club wants to be is you didn't look after the guy well enough. It's murky. Like every club would have their own bar yeah. in that regard. But where have the Tigers fallen with this one? Yeah, look, I, I think the club realises that he needed to go from a football point of view. But I have to give Benji credit. From the people that I've spoken to, Benji has been very concerned about David Nofaluma to the point where he was the one who... As a person. As a person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Benji knows he's not good for that football team and he needed him out of there. 
Now it's worked out beneficial salary cap wise for him, but over the last, well, last week when that issue occurred and he wasn't at training and no one could get a hold of him, club doctors, club officials, teammates, Benji was the one who said, we need to get to his house. Yeah, yeah. We need to get to him, make sure he's all right. To the point where Benji was the one who was pushing for him to actually get a payout at the end there. It, it came out, I honestly believe that if the Tigers wanted to, they could have terminated his contract without paying him a cent. Mm. They've looked after him and they've also offered him, I don't know if he's taken it up, they also offered to help him mentally, whether that may be in a rehab or, or whatever it may need to be for David Nofaluna to get himself in a situation Supporting. where he isn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All this support. That but is he, one thing rugby league does well though these days. It's not just the club, it's the NRL, it's the RLPA. He's had the RLPA around him. Yeah. You know, I think the game is really, really advanced in that area of mental health and dealing with it. And hopefully Dave's got the right people around him to help him through this. Just on the Tigers, though, from their perspective, looking through their lens, we, you, Reddy, you mentioned about the salary cap space opening up. Is this another situation where Shane Richardson is at the club and this has happened pretty swiftly as opposed to previous leadership situations where they, they found it hard, whereas Richo's come in and been really definitive about it? Um, or was this all on Benji? I think this was heading down the path because you got to remember the first strike when he actually went to the RLPA and complained about unfair treatment from the club was during the old regime. Yep. And I think that the the decision was made then that he was going to be a problem for himself and there, in, in due course there would be another breach and the club would be able to move in that direction. Now that breach has come last week in the form of him not following club protocols in regards to reporting in sick. Mm. I think the club felt that was the part. Uh, whether or not this, the old management, Lee Hedgepatellis, Dave, uh, Justin Pascoe, went down that path, I think that was the plan, that mm. they would eventually, if he didn't take that opportunity to correct himself, would go there. And really, reality is he was never going to be able to play for the Tigers again. Benji had made up his mind. He was yeah. going to be in reserve grade. And I, I feel there was a, from what I understand, the complaint was made to the RLPA from Nofaluma that he was told that he wouldn't be playing in the NRL. And if you cast your mind back eight years mm. ago, that was at the root of the problem with Robbie Farrer and Jason Taylor. Yeah. Now, at the time, Robbie Farrer was a New South Wales origin player. He was, I think, their captain at the time. Different story to a guy in reserve grade struggling for form. But nonetheless, there were issues there. And the fact that he wasn't going to play in the, in the NRL anyway. Just on the former Tigers chairman, Lee, uh, much correspondence between you guys these days? Yeah, your besties. Come on. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm, a ve- I'm a very big uh, – I'm, a, I'm a, a big believer be in being nice like to people who treat you jammy, nice. You? <laughs> no, actually, no, I, I, actually, I actually said this to someone, not Lee the other day, but mm. someone else in the game. Like, I feel – the contacts you make within the game, I don't know about you, Reedy, because you would have lost a lot of contacts in the game and I'm, you're very close to Lee as well. I feel it's a, it's a bad reflection of us as people mm. is this once they're out of the game. Speak that for we yourself, just, pal. Well, 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 <laughs> I still talk to them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's a bad reflection of you as a person that if someone leaves the game, then you just wipe the, I, I don't need you anymore so I won't yeah. ring you. I think that's a bad reflection. He, he so never, I will ring people. He never knows when he'll need a lawyer though. Yeah, exactly. So Lee will come in yeah. handy. I, yeah, I, do you, do you ring people, Reedy, that leave the game or you just wipe them the moment they're no good to you. I'm trying to think of anyone that's left the game I still talk to. I'm going to get all names thinking, and names. Yeah. Pete Nolan, have you spoken to Pete I've Nolan? I've spoken to Pete occasionally, not as often as I used to. No, I've spoken to him occasionally. I'm yeah, trying okay. to check in on blokes. Peter yeah. O'Sullivan? I spoke when to Sully. I was the only bloke in the game who spoke to Sully. How long was he out of the game for? A year? A number of years. Yeah, a year or two, wasn't I it? I spoke to him basically every week. I spoke to him. So you're out. a good person is what you So you knew he was coming back. You know what, Adam? <laughs> 
I learned from him actually because I've I, as a young at, when I was younger I used Please. to see him still speaking to people in the game think not like, in the game yeah. not in the game God. thinking what well, they're not relevant but Reedy they you know always what? come back mate honestly it's, it's a mark of a person speak to people. <laughs> If, you, if you're going to pretend, is, is this a what? So? A rap? Is it a rap? I think so. I'm not sure. Is it a what? A rap? A rap. It's oh, I thought you were saying I'm rapping. something else, I think. <laughs> no, it's a rap. Because I, honestly, and it made me realise that we we feed off being able to form a relationship with someone, yeah. earning their Crucial. trust, and forming a friendship, really, with a lot of these people. Yep. And I feel like you owe it to them and, and, and owe it to yourself that you actually show that, no, no, you're not just using them up. Richo's a great example. Richo left the game. He, used well, him up, he was distant to the game. No, but I'm saying he stayed in touch with Richo and he's back. Because yeah. mm. people tend to come back in this game. Mm. You know, well, like you were writing his press releases last year trying to get him a job at St. George, weren't That's you? That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him a job in the end. Yeah. Got him paid I'll tell you what, so, he's weaving some magic at the Tigers. I'll tell you what, the don't call me the Tiger Whisperer no, anymore. Tiger Brent over uh, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. As opposed to Panther Mick over here on the left. Anyway, Tavita Pangai Jr., training with the Bronx. Where's he at? What's the, the buzz about this well, he's fellow? Fighting, is he, he at the moment? He's, he's fighting. He's going to be the world heavyweight champion to be I the mean, Pango Jr. It's a good way to stay fit, do a preseason yeah. for a, with a rugby league club, let's be honest, and keep the weight yeah. down. But um, is there any, like, two and two equals four here? Is he going to play for the Bronx at some stage this season or is he just keeping fit? I think it's probably a bit early at the moment, but it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. I mean, he's got great relationships there. There'd obviously be cap ramifications from it and, and Brisbane's cap's pretty tight from what I understand, but he's got great relationships with that footy club and if things don't work out in boxing, then I think we all expect to see Tavita back in rugby league because mm. he's a really good rugby league player and he can earn good money doing it. But at the moment, I think it's probably a bit premature to be – hypothesising he's about yeah. to make a return he, to the Broncos. Didn't he leave Brisbane in the first place and they were kind of not too disappointed that he walked no. out the door? Where the hell is he going to fit into that team? Salary cap-wise. Well, well, he wouldn't find a spot. For, oh, salary cap-wise. Well, that, would, that would be an issue. No, no, obviously he would fit yeah, in the team. Yeah. But where does he fit in salary cap-wise? Well, I don't know if he does. Reese Walsh, Ezra Mam on needing upgrades and extensions mm. and you got Adam Reynolds trying to extend his future there and Pat Carrigan, well, Payne Haas. I don't know if he does fit in. That's going to be an issue they'll have to deal with if it gets to that point. But They shaved um, off uh, Luke Capel. He went to Kurt, Warriors. Kurt Capel, Capel, sorry, yeah. Kurt Capel. Yeah. He, he went. Yeah, but that money's gone to Ezra Mam and assorted That's others. already gone, you know? is it? Well, I think Ezra got an upgrade. Is, do, yep. there's a deal been, I don't think a deal's been announced yet, has it, for Ezra, but no, no, for memory. But I think they basically agreed a deal. Mm. And as part of that, I would say I would say he got an upgrade this year. So, you know, that money will get chewed up. Jordan Ricky got extended as well and yeah. probably need an upgrade this year as well. So there's guys in that team that needed more money this year and they need to keep – and you can pay blokes forward to free up space next year and the year after as well. So Where's it at with Adam Reynolds, Reedy? Well, you know, I, I think they were deep in talks, weren't they? They were extending him for one more year. It obviously hasn't happened yet, but there's been no indication they weren't going to go down that path. I wouldn't go down it myself. You I'd wouldn't? wait and see. No. Hmm. Not after the way he played in the grand final. Oy. The last 20 minutes of the grand final. I'd be waiting. And, and now he's already had an injury in the preseason. I'd be waiting with Adam Reynolds till midway through the year and, and then making decisions. Do you decision. think he was that bad in the grand final? No, but I don't think he was that bad. Mm. But I'm saying the last 20 minutes, and I've said this before, when the game was on the line, one halfback took it over and one made some really I, poor I think he decisions. escaped a lot of criticism for the fact that he was injured. If he wasn't injured, I think he would have been under the microscope a lot more for the way he performed well, in that grand final. He wasn't He wasn't good. Well, yeah, no. A couple of factors I would throw up in defence of Adam Reynolds in that grand final is that second half, all of a sudden, they were playing into a hurricane, so his kicking game mm. couldn't be effective because he was literally kicking Hurricanes the ball in the air. Overstating it a bit. Hurricane. It, it wasn't that bad. It was 50 k's an hour. 
right was behind Penrith. Yeah, oh, we were in a press box. Yeah, exactly. in middle, remember in the second half, it just came out of the middle of nowhere. Blokes watching. God, I could see it on the TV. Time, time, mate. Yeah, true, we true. can't even hear the crowd in that press yeah. box. That's why I go outside every game. I, I only missed like a little bit of the game when I went to the fridge to get another beer. Yeah, that's and, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and also their pack was just. <laughs> how to get and yeah, they but, got yeah. destroyed by like yeah. there was no go forward so yeah, yeah fair enough you're still going to make the right decisions that's what True. he's there for to make the right yeah. decisions and the last 20 he, he made made some wrong decisions and that can, really hurt them and the, the other qu- seven the question, got a few right yes. so kind of in comparison well the question a, isn't the question isn't so much do you want to keep him it's what he's worth yes I, I think that you he's worth another year but at what price and at what price do then does that start to filter down to affecting your ability to keep other people? But I'm sure Adam appreciates that he's going to have to take a pay cut if he stays another year. I'm sure yeah. he knows that. It, does he sign the it, uh, the ten year, one year playing, nine year administration, some kind of coaching role? But if you're deal? smart, you can take some of the money or out out of the salary cap and you can put it into a basically transition to retirement where you can pay them to work around the club and that. Mm. It's part of their salary. And they'll do that with Adam Reynolds, right? He'll help in coaching. He'll do something. But even so, he's still not going to play for 150 grand, I wouldn't have thought. No. Do you, do you think he only wants one year or do you think he can get more out of his body? Oh, I think – what do you think? I think there's oh, only I one – I would imagine – if there's there's only one more year in him. Beyond, yeah, so he's got, one, he's got one year this year and then yeah. another on top. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't see too many clubs lining up then to no. challenge Brisbane for him because if he's going to leave Brisbane, you'd want multiple years. Yep. And no one's going to give him multiple years. And he I, seems settled up there now. It looks like that's where he wants to live with his kids and, and the family and the Bron- Broncos will give him a job at imagine some capacity after retirement. So I don't know. If I'm the Broncos, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting till mid-years, seeing how he's going, see how his body is. They've got some young kids coming through in the halves up there as well. Young kid named Kobe Black, who's going to be a really good player down the mm. track. I just wait and see. I don't think there's any urgency over it. Well, if someone was in for him, there'd be an urgency. Yeah. yeah. But there isn't. No. Look, I think two years ago, so if he's right now, if I'm the West Tigers and Adam Reynolds was where he was two years ago, you'd yep. think, oh, how good would it have to be to have Luai, Reynolds, halves combination? But talking 2025. Yeah. Like it's a long, it's a long way away to see how his body plays. Uh, and to be fair, I think he overachieved last year. I think his body's probably held up more than most people thought he would. Certainly South. I should say, we've, cr- we've criticised him over the grand final, last 20 in the grand final. You but slaughtered he, him. He had a really good year. <laughs> you slaughtered him. It was just him. one 20-minute period where <laughs> yeah. he got eclipsed by, by the other bloke. And the yeah. other bloke was out of this world. Well, but to be last... fair, the, the previous 60 minutes, Nathan Cleary was worse than Adam yes. Reynolds. Yeah. Yep. Well, Reedy, it's a bit like when you've you've done the lawns, you've washed the cars and you forgot to put the bins out. You and your wife blamed, comes home. And you get blamed for not putting the bins out. out. I told you to put the bins yeah. out. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Warriors, it looks like they're spending some money um, vacated by Adam Fenua Blake. They've put in a pretty big offer, to be honest, uh, around $2.1 to $2.2 million to get Hamlin New LA from the Sharks. It's outrageous money for him. Mate, the, Is the, it not? Well, I, I thought so. I thought I, I think – you know, he's been effective at the Sharks in short stints. I think he's a good player. But, mate, really, the price of prop forwards has just gone through the roof because people need them. People are paying big money. Look at Terrell May. Terrell May was on 180 grand last year. Suddenly he's getting offers of 500 to go elsewhere. Like, there, there aren't many prop forwards and teams need them. The elite props have been getting big money for a few years now, Mick. I mean, last year uh, Adam was on over a million. Jesse Bromwich was on over a million two years ago mm. at the Melbourne Storm. So I don't think... Elite props getting big money is not a new thing, but $700,000 for Braden Hamlin Ualley, that for me seems really exorbitant. Are you well, calling got- uh, – Albo's having a cost of living um, yes. summit in Canada. <laughs> Are you you're calling for a cost of props summit? No, well, 
maybe not for the elite ones, <laughs> but certainly for the I would consider him sort of he's a he's not an elite prop. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, but he's the, not an elite but prop. even like someone like a Blake Laurie's on six hundred. Like there's some some players on some prop pours now on big money. I'll tell you who's probably best value for money: Moses Leota at the Panthers. He'd be on what five six. Yep. Yeah, mate. Yeah. He'd be probably top five prop in the competition. Talk of grand final. Yeah. Last he was 20 enormous. Minutes. Enormous. So, like, Hamlin Ueli, I, yeah, I think the Sharks are trying to keep him. I don't know why they would well, they go so hard. They can't compete with that, can they? No, they can't compete with no. that. But I think his preference is to stay. But they've got Fanul Blake, as you said, coming over. And they've got Toby Rudolph signed until the end of 2026. He's Do got they good need Fanukin? I don't think Fanukin's I think Finucane's deal probably goes down toward the end of do you think Dale finishes that deal? What year is he? It's a four-year deal from memory, wasn't yeah, it? But from what I heard, I don't think in the final years that he's cost them that much. I think yeah. that it was staggered in a way that in the final few years that he gets it, it is very little compared to what he was on. It is extraordinary what props get considering the percentage of the game they play, like 40 to 50 yeah. minutes pretty much. Who would be in the modern day then? Back in the day, it, it feels like centres were really well paid, but now it's like they're that, the. I think wingers are more well uh, get more money on average than centres. That's what I'm saying. What, who are the most not underpaid, but in terms of the, the elite salary centres still get good Mate, money. The Joey Manu, Joey Manu's on good it, money. It feels like Val Val Holmes is on huge money. They're on more than wingers. The elite centres are on more more money than the elite. Look at the elite wingers. Brian Tyson yeah. on half a mil. Josh had a cars on five fifty six hundred. You know the elite centres are beyond that. So you know I, I still think the centres, the elite centres, because there's not that many of them anymore. They're, they're more valuable than the, than, than the really good wingers. I've got a document for you, mate. Right. I've oh, got a document. Got? I've got the salary cap Have you bench- done research? I've done research. I've got the salary cap benchmarking documents for positions in 2022. How much a top five player in each position gets paid. Okay. Right. Right. What yeah. Fullbacks, the average salary of a top five fullback in 2022 was 939000 Okay. Wingers, yeah. top five winger, 451000 Yeah. Center, Six hundred and fourteen thousand. There goes what I said two minutes ago. <laughs> Five eighths. This is interesting. Seven hundred and sixty four thousand. Yeah. Halfbacks. One point one million. No wonder Jerome wanted to be a halfback. Yep. <laughs> Average salary of a prop. Eight forty five. Top five prop. Yeah. Top five hooker. Six eighteen. Second row was seven fifty three, and locks eight forty one. The hooker thing is really interesting. Like you think a spine position, but really. They're only worse off than a, I think, centers par and a winger, really. So, just goes to show how careful you have to be. Because if you add all that up, you're busting the salary cap without even thinking with 13 players. So, yeah. how careful you have to be yeah. with how you manage it and or what clever. you target. Well, you, clever you have to clever. be. Or clever. <laughs> so, you, you talk <laughs> about. Brent, is brown paper bag still a thing in rugby league? Well, if it works, it's clever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, good point. You yeah. want to talk about prop forwards? Yeah. Where would you consider Braden Hamlin Ueli in the bracket? So 1 to 5, 6 to 10, 11 to 15, 16 to 20. Where, where would you put him? He, he doesn't fall off the top of my head of oh, get that bloke. If they were all for, for sale, if they were all gettable. He's you in would... the 11 to 20 probably. That's, okay, let's, that's say probably six, generous, let's say right? 16 to 20. He's yep. in that category. This is 2022 before the 18% rise in the salary yep. cap. The average prop of a six, average price sorry, of a 16 to 20 prop was 550,000. Add okay. the 18%. What's that, Reedy? You're the mathematician. Well, it's the 20th, right? What's that? 100,000 almost, 90,000. Yeah. Mm. That gets you to 640,000. Yeah, okay. well, maybe, maybe he's getting paid about right then. 
There is no worries have got it. Slightly overs, but you have to to get him out of a club and to get him across to New Zealand. I know his family's there, but the Warriors have that problem all the time. There is no way in the world you did that document. Who'd you get it from? (laughs) I didn't do the document. Clearly, I don't have everyone's salary (laughs) sitting in front of me. It was leaked. It was was leaked to me (laughs) by people or persons. Sources. Sources. Who he still talks to now even though though they've left the game. No, 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 no. no. Wrong source. Different flavour source. That was a good one to quickly get in the USB and get the uh, work laptop out. uh, Well, given that, that's probably about right for him. That's, that's about what I'm what saying. So we yeah. sit here and bag people. But clubs use we this document. We bag him. We just question the Clubs end. use this document. They'll yeah. go in and say, okay, where is your client? Where yeah. does your client sit on this yeah. list? Bang. Player yeah. managers have that document? Player managers have that document. It gets sent to the clubs and player managers. Yeah. There you go. It's a long list of trying and to work out. <laughs> well, if yeah. we get it. If we get it. <laughs> Are you going to give it to him? I always wonder no. where he got that. I'll win some agents <laughs> this year. Uh, there you go. There you go. I love that document. It's very good. It is interesting. The when whole does that plan- normally get sent out, Mick? <laughs> it's, it's already been sent. Oh, is it? Read about it tomorrow. <laughs> Just for old time's sake. A player movement this time of year. Do we expect before you lot get to Vegas and get extremely drunk and have pancakes for breakfast like you wouldn't believe and then go to a game of rugby league? Do we expect much player movement between clubs between now and then? Because it feels like it never stops now Nothing in the, the current day. Nothing big. No? Nothing big. I think clubs and managers will wait till the first few weeks of the competition to see who plays, yep. who's on the outer, who's playing reserve grade. Then you'll get injuries. For example, if you know one club loses a hooker and then there's a hooker playing reserve grade at another club, they okay, we'll maybe try and move move on and, and get an opportunity elsewhere. The only thing that will happen big now is is, is people for 2025 and cu- yeah. clubs negotiating okay. with free agents for 2025. You might find some signings, you know, Joey Manu off contract, those kind of players, you know, that's... Is rugby still on the radar for him? Yeah. yeah they, they're exploring options overseas, whether or not he'd leave for a little bit and come back. Or what about Do we allow locally? that now? Okay. Well, well, I didn't think that was allowed. We haven't discussed the Joey Manu issue. It's, it's technically, how are you going to stop him? He's off he's contract. He's off contract, yeah. He's off contract. He can go over... When his contract ends. And sign his deal when he comes back. And then sign his deal, come back in June, May, June next yeah. year. Who, who was talking about doing that a while ago? Well, Benji was Benji, a, Benji, Benji was, was, Benji one, was banned by the NRL yeah. from doing that. I, I don't know what powers the NRL have to stop them if he just signs one-year deals. I don't like it. I don't like a guy going off, trying another code, right, and then coming back. I just don't like it. What's your from this? Which yeah, well, town, mate? There you go. Chip shop? That explains a lot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll I, see what happens I, there, yeah, shall we? It's probably not a good thing for the game, but. Joey Manu's realised, and this is the interesting part, he's realised he can get 1.2 million elsewhere. The Dragons would give him 1.2 million. The Dragons actually reached out to his manager and said, we want to talk to Joey Manu if he's going to leave the Roosters. The Dragons never heard back from the manager. Mm. He doesn't want to play for another NRL club. But there's 1.2 million potentially sitting on the table. You can only get 850 from the Roosters. The manager's sitting there saying, well, where can we make up the shortfall of that $350,000? That's what the salary cap's for, though, Mick. That's why we have a salary cap. That's why we have that document. Yeah. Yes, and it doesn't make sense. And so if you allow a player to circumvent that by going and playing in Japanese rugby or wherever he goes, it defeats the purpose of the salary cap. So how do you stop cap. it? If you you have to put a blanket rule in that says if you leave the game, you can't come back for X amount of time. Yeah. Why is a mind and mine will come up with an that answer? That would be about that, the only way of doing it. Because and technically, if you, if, you can't stop him. If you Well, they can if you say, if you go and play another sport, from the moment you stop playing that sport, you've got six months before you can come back come and back, play rugby yeah. league. So Joseph Suwali... I'm not sure if that's Pangai Junior becomes a legal matter in terms of restraint of yeah. trade because yeah. you are a athlete and you're stopping well, me from being an athlete. Reed is a lawyer. I thought you were going to no, call him an athlete. No, I've only got a law degree. He's man. a lawyer. There's a difference. That's a lawyer. Contract law. That's why you and Lee was my best subject close. actually. Contract law. You, what do you, you want to know? Did you go the bar test or whatever it is? No, no, I never went that far. So can he go and come back or not? 
Uh, oh, I, yeah? I can't remember. I'll go through my notes. Yeah. Leave it with me, Carl. Come come back to me next week. You're not what here next you, week. What would you be better at if you <laughs> damn it. if you had a career switch? Would you be a better barrister you know or barista? You know why I did my law degree? Can why? I tell you? Why? Because I watched Jerry Maguire and I thought I'd really like to be a playwright. <laughs> so I did a law degree. Right. You need a law degree to be a player you agent? You don't need to, but I thought it would help. What a moron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Where you went well, because wrong. you watched a movie. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise is pretty good in Jerry Maguire. They win an Oscar. You went, how much did you spend on this law degree? It was degree? a pretty good movie. That's right. It's all fine. It's all watch. Your, your parents paid for it. Did your parents pay for it? I paid for your clown. I'm the clown. You, got you went kid. and did a law degree so you could be a player agent. Is it about Jerry Maguire? Think your life to be able I'm to say to people, I got a law degree. Go float yourself. You just went and told people that I had a law degree as if it was something to hang my hat on. I didn't tell people because so I found you're proud out. Of me. Thanks, Someone Nick. didn't leak it to me. You blabbed about it and you were bragging. I wouldn't mind being a barista, by the way. <laughs> I like that idea. Before these two punch on, we'll just take a little breath. Ronald Voltman, gents. It's all worked out, thankfully, for, for the guy. <laughs> not has, really. Has it? Hasn't got a club. No, he hasn't got a club, but at least he's not paying for his own medical bills. Yeah. That's worked out, has it? Ready? Well, from that perspective, it has. I mean, it's probably saved him a lot of money, hasn't it? But, yeah, you know, I don't think he's out of the woods in terms of his future just yet. He's now got to come back from this this injury and, and, and find a club, given that the Dragons pulled that deal to him. So there's a little ray of light there for him, but he's got a long way to go yet, I think. Yeah, it's not easy um, overcoming. I'm guessing it's major shoulder surgery, mm. and that's not an easy thing to get over quickly. So hopefully the rehab goes for him. And, and where he rehabs as well, yeah. does he rehab with the Warriors? Because he'll need, if he wants to get back to the elite level, he'll need yeah. elite level rehab as well. So hopefully he's looked after in that respect. Mm. It's not just having the, the surgeon look I'd after have him. The dra- I hope the Dragons look after him. Someone. You know, yeah. dra- at least let him rehabilitate with them. And then down the track, maybe there's a deal there for him, but. Was there any blame no, claimed? Everyone's pointing fingers. Everyone's Everyone. pointing fingers, but did anyone put their, put their hand up no. and go, yeah, awesome. sorry, we stuffed up there? No, no, no. No, no. that won't happen. That won't happen. <laughs> well, it won't happen. You expect no. it to happen? No, I don't. No. No, yeah. I don't. Should it happen? Well, the that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Well, I think the more important thing now is to just get Ronald back playing rugby league. But forget the blame game now because that's yeah. just going nowhere, right? And this poor bloke sitting – going to be sitting in a hospital bed soon recovering from surgery mm. without a contract. So let's just let's just get Ronald fit again and hopefully he gets a club somewhere. Yeah, and- because there was talk that he wasn't going to be able to get a surgery for a long period of time because yeah. he'd be on a waiting list because he was in the public system because he wasn't aligned to a club. Yeah. No insurance. It's yeah. – So yeah, I think the way forward with this would be if a guy's got years left on his contract or time left on his contract, if he's looking at – leaving, he goes and has the medical with the new yeah. club, with the new contract still in place. Mm. Not a tear up, mm. then go, had the medical. Yeah. You're yeah. kind of so exposed yeah. in that regard. So is that the solution there? Well, it's a lesson well, for Well, it sounds like a good solution. Thank so, you. It's a, it was a, it's a dead set cock up and you would hope we learn, the game learns a lesson from it. The clubs evolve learn a lesson from it because mm. they need to. Jerry Maguire wouldn't do that. No. Absolutely. Clubs, it seems, are learning lessons about the U.S. immigration system. <laughs> it would appear before mm. Vegas. So what's mm. the go here, gents? Are we seriously going to have players getting on a plane and then getting to LAX, which is not fun at the best of times no. getting through that joint and being turned around straight away? Or it won't get to that? Oh, I don't think it'll get to that. But what are the ramifications of this squabble that's going to that's gonna be the big talking point, I believe. I, I think there are some clubs who are frustrated with the NRL. I think there are people within the NRL frustrated with the NRL. And about what? 
whether or not, not just this move, issue, whether or not things are moving quick enough. Yeah, yeah, not just this issue. This issue. So the issue is, by the way, for those who don't know, if you have any kind of record, US is one of the worst places to try and get a visa to get into. You, there's levels of visas. There's working visas. There's like half working visas. There's, there's yeah. tourist visas or whatever. I don't yeah. know what they're going in on, but whatever the case, if you've got any kind of police record. I don't know if it extends to going down to the cop shop to explain yourself over something that happens and you weren't charged. I'm not sure. Yeah. However, there are some issues with certain players on certain clubs that are going to, to yeah. Vegas. Well, Andrew Epster wrote the story in the Herald earlier in the week that the advice around the visa issue has changed from the NRL. And that has left clubs concerned about what that means for their players, whether or not players who have had checkered history, whether or not they'll be turned back around at LAX. Do they have to go through a different process? Is it too late to go through a different process? Mm. And then then relying on the NRL to try and expedite, expedite that process with through their contacts in government to make sure they can get into the US. Now, so the clubs have done their own due diligence, Mick. I mean, you and I and Adam, we all know that if you've got a criminal record, it's really hard to get mm. in the States. Mm. So I know have, can, has the NRL told them it's sorted though, and we're not getting the answers out of people. Have the NRL said to them, "Don't worry, we'll sort this out." And all of a sudden, they've come back and said, "Well, actually, by the way, you need to do this now." And then they're concerned that there is actually we're leaving less than a month. Can we get this done in time? Will the paperwork be signed off on, or are we taking a risk even entering the country? Like if you get to America and let's say Payne Haas and Reese Walsh don't get allowed into the country. I'm Brisbane. I'm saying, see you later. I'm Ken's, out of Ken here. Of I'm not game. playing. <laughs> I'm not playing. You can't do that. Brisbane, one of the that. clubs, are pushed to go. I yeah. know. They wanted to be involved. I'm obviously exaggerating the situation, but this is, we're talking about trying to avoid a 2% chance from happening, and the clubs aren't going to leave that to chance. Mm, they yeah. want answers from the NRL, and they've called a meeting with, with Peter Volandis because they don't think they're getting the answers required out of the NRL and Andrew Abdo well, at the moment. Why and do, it speaks to a bigger issue potentially going forward with the way this sport is run. It seems like when there's a big issue that needs to be fixed and the clubs are frustrated over it, they, they just want to go straight to PVL. Like Because he makes stuff happen, Adam. I know he, he does. That's what he does. But why don't... He's a fixer. Why do people inside the NRL not have that ability? And why hasn't he passed well, that down? I'm, I'm just confused. The wheels move so slowly in there and they've moved slowly in there for a long time. And I, I feel a bit sorry for Andrew because I think Andrew's done a really good job. But over that time, he's lost so much staff. He's lost so much... Um, Where do they go? They've just... Left, they've had other jobs. That's other the concern. That's what I'm along. talking about. That's what I'm saying. I think there's a bigger issue than just trying to get Esther's and trying to get into mm. the uh, into America. The problem that you raise, I think things moving slow, people leaving. It's a reflection of Andrew. The fact that they go to over his head to go to PVL and get things done because they don't think Andrew can or that it hasn't had the staff to get it done is a bad reflection on Andrew. There are whispers around about Andrew whether or not he's been, you know, too overwhelmed by the amount of work he has to do. And at some point, it's going to reflect poorly on him because they're going to turn around and say, like an NRL club, if you can't recruit the people, mm. then you're to blame. Well, we've all heard, Andrew's been looking for a 2IC for a while now. And, you know, the logical bloke. Sounds and, like a knees. The logical bloke in Clubland is Blake Solly, right? Mm. He is the guy. He's the guy. If you're the NRL, he's the guy you go and get, mm. right? But he doesn't have a great relationship with head office. So both your so, phones are ringing, by the way. Both their phones are ringing. Do we have? Oh, it's, it's part of the rule. mates ringing me. It's part of the rule. If you have to <laughs> name who you name, I've got Andrew Webster, not the coach, the the journo ringing me. Who have you got I've ringing? I've got Penrith CEO Matty Cameron. Oh. He's over my way. Man, maybe, maybe answer. See if he wants to go to the NRL. Have those two I see. I'm uh, no offense to Webby. Magnificent rider. I'm more impressed with you right now, Brent. Well, that's because he's over at Manly because he's got a holiday home at Manly. He wants oh, to catch okay. up for dinner with my wife. Oh, and I. isn't that? So it's not go. a work thing. There it's just go. a social thing. He wants to have a beer. 
Oh, now he's yeah. being savvy. That was <laughs> 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 good. Shout out to Matt Cameron. You've appeared twice without knowing it, and you'll be told but about we've it. We've all heard the rumours that, you know, that Andrew's – that Andrew at some point may go. I'd be friggin' astonished yes. if he rings me because he firstly doesn't know who I am and secondly he doesn't have my number. But anyway, we'll carry yeah. on. But, yeah, yeah, as I said, I mean, Blake's a logical guy, but he doesn't have a great relationship with head office, so that can't happen. And I don't think there's a logical other person to go out, go and get in clubland. Dave Donahue, Dave maybe, Donahue, but Dave doesn't been... have a great relationship with head office at times either. So he needs support in there. Um, there's no doubt about that. He's needed support for a long time. He knows that. Yeah. He knows oh, that. I think there's a pivotal time in his career, mate. I, I really think the next few months, if they don't execute this Vegas. Well, you heard the whisper he was walking away. Yeah, the, right. they're, they're, I think they're yeah. doing the rounds that he's going to walk away. So is Vegas back to Vegas and Andrew Abdo and everything? It might be all tied in. Is it? Is it all on track? Even though there there are <laughs> there, there are going to be logistical no. issues. No, no, it's not. No, they're not. They're play, so listen to you two. On, you two are on flights over yourself before Christmas. Wow, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing we still ever. Go. Yeah, I still think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I think it's a great idea, and I, I actually applaud the NRL for going out there and having a crack. That's not the issue here. But are they doing it to the best? Well, of their, they are doing it to the best of their ability. But could they be doing it better? Yeah, the question, along the, the way, they're going to learn things, right? The God first yeah. year was always going to be the they're hardest. They're going to learn a heck of a the lot. The second year will be a lot easier. It'll succeed in spite of itself because there's been so many mishaps and 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 along the way, um, I'm surprised it's still on track to happen. Yeah. Clubs have had frustrations. It would this have fallen over if it wasn't thing. for Peter, Peter pushing it that hard, Peter Valandis. Clubs have had frustrations for months over this yeah. since they got announced who was going mm. over training fields, finding grass where they could train. Well, um, Brisbane still don't have a training field in Vegas. It's a bit of a mess. But they'll sort it out and we'll be over there and we'll have a good time. <laughs> oh, maybe Payne us and Reese Walsh will be there with us and maybe they won't. Before we go, gents, let's look into a crystal ball, shall we, for 2024. Look beyond Vegas. Look beyond all the issues that are currently happening. The actual reason why we sit down and talk rugby league is for the rugby league and the stories around it. Big improvers in 2024. The way you're talking, it feels very cathartic. It is, wasn't it? Yeah. Very, it was like being, well, after all that, it was like being back in the float. <laughs> <laughs> big improvers, brother. Big improvers. Who you got? I got Manly. I think Manly uh, would be the big of improvers. You got Manly. Yeah, look, I think Luke Brooks would be magnificent for them. Steve's in his second year. Tommy Fit again. I think they might crack the top four. Mm. Okay. Even I wouldn't say that. <laughs> and I'm as one really? of as they get. You don't think they top can make four. It it all depends on one of the blokes you mentioned there. Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, but Tommy plays the whole year. If. Mate, Peter Glass is half full out of it. I'd love to be. Glass is half empty, mate. I would love to be. But let's just wow. fly under the okay. radar, Dez Stock. He loves Seeds. He loves Seeds. He loves Manly. Then he pretends to be I like a queen. Seeds. Like a lot of Manly fans have got an issue with Seeds. I actually think he's a good coach. Yeah. I think it's just the list that he's yeah, got. He's, he's not, trying to read. This is the problem I've got with Reed. He's not giving you answers. He's giving you answers that'll help him in the future. Give me the answers that are going to help him with his men. Open up oh, doors. Well, let's see who you throw up then. Who you got? I, I, I'm very neutral. It's not helping me at all. Who? I think the Gold Coast Titans are the big improvers. Oh, you love Dez. Dez. Uh, me? <laughs> Dez? Gold Coast like Titans? Dez. On what basis? I like the roster. I think those young guys are coming through at a right age. I like Jaden Campbell coming in at fullback. I think Dez is going to – Dez has a track record. When he gets to a place, he has a great first year. Mm. Did so at the Dogs, went back to Manly, did the same thing. Uh, mate, Tino, no. Fafita was better. They Tino get Bo Furmore back. Yep. I like the Titans. I was going to say the Bulldogs because oh, then you yeah, would have started that. We know why you would have said the Bulldogs. I like, no, I actually think the Bulldogs will improve. You've got Cameron Sorrell on speed dial. I think the Bulldogs will. No. What do you mean? Nothing. 
No, no, that meant anything by it. You and Gus are good mates, of course. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing it for Gus. <laughs> what? I will go. I believe you in go? Gus. What do you got? I'll actually go Souths. I think they'll be top four. Mm. What, they finish ninth? Mm. It's not much of a leap. They were horrible last season. Okay. Uh, second um, half of last yeah. season. Yep. Absolutely diabolical yeah. by their standards and the playing roster that they have okay. and still have. And you're chucking Jack White in there as well. Can I ask a question that's not on the list? Yes. Well, it sort of is. The teams that will slide is the next question on our list. But can, yeah. I, can I reword it? What? The train wreck storyline potential of the year. What do you think would be the biggest train wreck storyline of the year? Is it South Sydney? I reckon it's the Roosters. Mm. You reckon th- that would I was be thinking the same thing, actually. If the Roosters don't make the eight, you if think the, If the Roosters drop way off. Mm. I think South is bigger. If they uh, do. On the back of what happened well, at the end either of last one year. of them, Either of them yeah. is a huge story. Yeah. Either of them. Because they both underachieved last year. Or yes. Penrith missed the finals. Nah, they'll get leeway. Good on them. It was a, gl- it was a glorious. <laughs> it was glorious. Pa- I think Parramatta, under, yeah. undercover, oh, yeah. big story. Like if things don't go well there, the well, pressure on. Well, he's the coach under pressure. He was my coach Arthur, under But pressure. also Mitchell Moses signs that big deal. Yeah. You know, Gutho is sort of coming towards the end of so another contract. So that's the teams that slide. Is the blending into the coach under pressure, you're saying Brad Arthur, are you? I think Brad's the one. Who, Brad and, um, you know, JD's obviously under a bit of pressure at South to turn things around there. Robbo's under pressure. I, I mean, mean if they don't – I don't like saying that because last time I said Robbo was under pressure, I don't think he's spoken to me since. But, you know, Hopefully I, so. I think this Five year – 600 premierships. <laughs> three. <laughs> but I think, they, I think they're the three clubs that are – Every know, coach is under coaches. pressure when you think about it, apart from yeah. Ivan Cleary and maybe Wayne Bennett. Because mm. Are you asking who's Bellamy, under the most pressure Bellamy's to under no pressure. win a comp Bellamy. or under the most pressure to keep their job? It's two different questions. But Bellamy yeah. creates his own pressure. He does. Yeah. <laughs> He's like he his does. own diamond factory. Yeah. He is. I, I would go uh, coach under pressure, yeah, Brad Arthur as well. And Cameron Serrato. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, good. Because good they were. Oh, you like that? Call. Yeah, good. It's, it's, your man. it's fair. It's pressure. Okay. If the, dogs, if the dogs fail again with the amount of money they spent on all these new Ross, on all these new players. Oh, who's that one? <laughs> what was the for and against? <laughs> Who was that one? You weren't season? jealous. He's put his phone away quick, smart. <laughs> phone was ringing again. Uh, oh, no, I only go on it by the basis of what I saw in the second half of the season, and there was no improvement. There was regression yeah. again. Gus has, got a, Gus has got a trigger finger too with coaches. Well, that's what I'm, I'm – Oh, he's going to back Without him. pointing – no, this is what I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to point fingers. Yeah, point the finger. Point Do a finger. I think the pressure's on the Bulldogs, as you said, because largely – and this happened to the Panthers when he was there – because Gus is there and read his mates at News Corp. True. We'll go after Gus. Completely impartial, Mick. Completely true. Always. And that's why the target. And yeah, Gus, 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 brings on. It, Gus brings it on himself I'm a lot of the time. I'm not saying it's not warranted the Bulldogs are under pressure. I will say, can it I just be, say quickly, yeah. the Herald won't go after him because no. he writes for him. No, he doesn't. He no, he doesn't anymore. They still don't go anymore. after him. I take that no, back, I'll, but they don't go after him. Webby's the only bloke who does go after him. Hang on a second. I've got quite a few bunnies with him on 100% footy. I was the one who wrote last year. When have you ever got him in the paper? Last year. I wrote the NRL, I'm going to sanction him for making comments about judiciary matters or remember that issue? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, I remember that issue because I heard all about it after it from <laughs> Okay. So don't accuse me of trying to be a mouthpiece for Philip Ronald Gould. <laughs> no, Danny does that. When he doesn't no, talk Danny to does you. A good, Danny does a good job of that. You don't need to be. I, I think Gus is one of the greatest administrators, coach, people in the game in, in yeah. the history of the sport. I have a lot of respect for him, but I also acknowledge the fact that he, he gets put under the blowtorch a lot more by News Corp because of that long-standing history mm. that extends back to the Super League. And you know it's going to be an issue this year if they don't go well. Of course it will. Of course. Of course it will. Keep going with the crystal ball here. MVP of the season, and it doesn't have to be a player. I've gone with Craig Bellamy. I reckon he's going to go out with a premiership. 
this year. He's going to go out. Yeah, he'll go out, yeah. Keep talking because I'm thinking. Keep talking. I think he'll go out, yeah. I spoke yeah. to him a few I weeks ago, actually. your MVP is going to be either someone from Penrith or <laughs> Shane Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Cameron. I'm my MVP is going to be – Who rang him on the phone just then? That's his MVP. My <laughs> MVP – Isn't the rule he has to say what it is? He does, but he chucked his phone away, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to have to – Why are you scared of Because you're in here. We're going to sanction oh. him. Because you're in here. Uh, no, okay. It doesn't matter, mate. Might be buzz. Oh, rules are rules. Speaking, Might be buzz. I'm speaking to the, ele- the ed- editor of the Daily Telegraph. They want me to come over and replace you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'll have your job. We'll swap sides. Uh, <laughs> MVP? Uh, why are you thinking I'll go Tommy Travojevic? He'll play yeah. all, oh, you all every game. But they won't make the top four. Uh, no, I was saying that the top four basis is based on. Okay. To, to, sorry. You got him playing every game. On, I got him playing every game. Come okay. on, Tommy. That's good, Tommy. Come good on, Tommy. Think of something. Jesus. Oh, I'm going to go. It's riveting. I'm yeah. going to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't, I don't have that. I, I Someone who's going to give you the most headlines, potentially. The club. Jerome Luai. Jerome Luai. There yeah. you go. He was your I, MVP I think last Jerome year. Back to back, baby. I think the Jerome – well, you asked me different questions. The headlines around this year, outside of Latrell, I think it would be Jerome Luai. Origin winners, New South Wales. Oh, don't have to ask. Queensland, of course. <laughs> Silly question. Queensland. Melbourne, is it? Queensland. Chammy. Yeah. Good on you, mate. MCG, the neutral game this year? Uh, yeah, that's right, isn't yep. it? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Is yeah. it MCG? Oh, I just <laughs> – I, I, I can't YouTube. remember. You blokes haven't looked past Vegas. Yeah. You'll never know who's playing Hell in mate. round two. Uh, last season, we see Wayne Bennett coaching the NRL. I will say no. No, nah, no way. False. False? No way. Where's he going to lob? He'll go again. False. Well, well you, you mentioned the coach is under pressure. Mm-hmm. He'll lob somewhere? Yeah, there's a lot of talk. A lot of talk. A lot of talk <laughs> that he'll deny. It depends if he wants to leave Queensland or not. Well, it depends it. if he wants to leave Queensland or not. Where's the talk pointing towards? I don't know. Depends on who wins and who loses. I, I wrote last year there was a whisper doing the rounds and I checked it with a lot of people at South Sydney that there was someone had reached out wondering if he'd come back to South Sydney. Mm. I wouldn't see that beyond the realms of possibility. Does he end up at Parramatta if Brad Arthur doesn't do a good job there? Who knows? Okay, last two questions. Hey, Quick one. Do you know what else I can see him doing? What? Benji loves him. Coaching. Coaching director. Director. He doesn't Tigers. want to be a coaching director. No. He's already said oh, that. No. He can do that up there. It depends if he gets another offer. He doesn't want to do that. Okay. He wants to coach I'm just men. throwing. On, I'm just throwing doing. things. This is a crystal ball, okay? This is okay. not the definitive answer. Well, um, crystal ball. Like, is it, it, there's crystal ball reality in this like crystal this ball. this next question, though. Okay. At the moment, on 100% footy every Monday night, Michael Chamis is on one week, Danny Widler is on the next, and they've got <laughs> oh, this beautiful go. deal. Mm. When does Chammy take Widler's spot full-time? <laughs> can, I be, can I be honest on this? I don't, it's on very late at night, yeah. right? So I don't always watch it. I'll watch it. It's but funny. when I have watched it, Chammy's yeah. all generally been on. Yeah. And he told me recently that, he is the priority, and Widler only gets on when he decides not to be on anyway. That's what he told me. Oh, dear. So I suspect it's imminent, Danny. Yeah. I'll tell you why it won't be imminent. Why? Because I don't think it'll get through to the keeper when Philip Ronald Gould oh, says, where's Widler? Yeah. Mate, yes. On the desk, when he's on, on the desk, you've got the uh, Paul Gallon, and then you've got Chammy, and then you've got James Bracey, and then you've got Phil Gould. James Bracey is essentially – the demilitarized zone in between North Korea and South Korea. <laughs> any chance? <laughs> on that. Any chance you could schedule it before midnight? There is so <laughs> some way. I don't yield the power that you yield at News Corp. And more importantly, when's he going to take over from Buzz, Buzz on the primetime Monday night NRL three sixty? Buzz, Buzz, Buzz is flying. Buzz has been. Is that what you said? Buzz is flying, mate. Yeah. He's the king. You know that. Wonder who's going to lob in the chair that Gordy Tallis uh, sat in last year on NRL three sixty. No idea. Maybe that's a crystal ball question for next week. Mm. 
got a little grin on your face. Maybe it was the news call. <laughs> I'm grinning at Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times will PVL be called du- uh, during an episode this season? Hopefully none. Michael. I don't know. I'll, I'll go over under. It's probably over four. Okay. I'll take how many overs. times did you call him last year? <laughs> Three, three, two, three, two, three. Yeah, I just stopped you the third time. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. He yeah. like he's a big fan of this podcast. He's probably listening right now. Hello, Pete. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pete. Pete, surely there's better self, things to sort listen of self to. Vegas, Pete, or what? <laughs> Pete, surely there's a horse racing podcast to listen to. This better than this garbage. Uh, Reedy, Jamie, pleasure. Thank you, gents. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, everyone. That was Footy Talk. Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.